Oh, my God. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Monday. Back to work we go. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
There once was a prince with a fire in his eyes And a palace he built of his dreams With towering visions of chasing the skies And the glory he'd bring to his king But one day a black cloud of evil set in A storm washed the palace away in the wind And all that's left is the pain of one word Written on his face He cries a how can this be? This wasn't the life I was chosen to lead A question stood a palace bathed in a glow that only the heavens could gild a place for the people Hashem cherished so Amigdash they lovingly build but angry red flames they devoured it all the city
אחד ושתיים, אחת מאלף אלפי אלפים, מרוב ליבי לבבות, ניסים נפלאות שעשית עמנו, ימים ולילות, יא כהנים בים, העומדים בהצעדה, כשהיו שומעים את שם השם, המפורש יוצא מפי, כהן גדול. J.M. in the A.M. Good morning. Three weeks format Monday as we head back to work, and I thank all of you for tuning in. Welcome to a Monday morning broadcast here at J.M. in the A.M. In fact, our, our J.M. in the A.M. three weeks format, we really we, we keep the, um, the um, a cappella selections going even uh, during the nine days here at the Nahum Siegel Network. But during JMNAM specifically, we switched to a spoken word pro- format uh, during the nine days. So uh, we are for JMNAM in the final couple of days of our three weeks format. Because once we get to Rosh Chodesh morning, this coming Wednesday, we're going to uh, invite Rabbi Wine to educate us for a few days here at JMNAM on the many important topics, as has been our tradition for many, many years. Uh, so that'll start on Wednesday, and um, today and tomorrow are quote-unquote familiar three weeks format here at JM and the AM. Jacob Blumenthal had Seder Avodah, uh, Viserav, Ana Hashem, and Alti Paul, brand new from Ari Goldwag. Eighth day with Ben Amram. Yeah, that's the acapella version of Ben Amram. 
Eicha done by Gavriel Pelkovitz, who we meant to mention last night <laughs> during the... Did we mention it in the end? I don't remember if we mentioned his name in the end. Uh, but we meant to mention him last night during the uh, Camp Marasha Shiria broadcast. Um, so big shout-out to Gavriel Pelkovitz. We'll give him a double shout-out this morning. Ben Sion Klatsko's B'Shem Hashem, Masach Hashem, our Monday morning theme song from Mayor Sherman, and of course, Regesh Modani opening things up, and we say good morning. Welcome to a Monday on this 17th day of July, day number 28 in the month of Tammuz. The year is 5783, Tafshin Pei Gimel. Um, so I'll start with last night, and then I guess we'll work backwards. So it was, uh, it was, it was really nice to be back in Camp Marasha. It really was, and I thank Jeremy Joseph. And certainly my co-host, Miriam L. Wallach, and uh, everybody for their hospitality up there. Uh, campus looks beautiful. And uh, I had not been there in a long, long time. Um, and a lot of things did seem very familiar to me, and certainly a lot of things had changed for the better over the years. Um, so a very big thank you to everybody up in uh, Camp Marasha in Lakewood, Pennsylvania. Great being there and being part of Shiria 5783 for the 60th anniversary celebration. And, um, and yeah, I got back very, very late, uh, or I should say very, very early this morning or very, very late last night, however you want to put it. But here we are on a Monday at JM and the AM. And with that in mind, I want to thank Mayor Fertig. Mayor Fertig sat in both Thursday and Friday of last week. Thank you, Mayor. Thank you very, very much. Um, I, I had a couple of days off last week that were really, really effective. I had not realized how many radio shows I had done in a row. It was great to get a couple of days to breathe. And I thank Mayor Furtick for his assistance with that. Um, he is one of uh, a great team of substitute hosts here at JM and AM, and I thank him for stepping in on Thursday and Friday of last week. Our weekly update will be back this Friday, the 21st, please, God. Um, we'll speak with Malcolm Holmline on Friday morning. Uh, Rosh Chodesh, as we said, is tomorrow night, which means Rosh Chodesh is a one-day Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av on Wednesday. So uh, we're heading into the nine days format from our uh, three weeks format here at JM and the AM and the Nachum Siegel Network. Speaking of camps, by the way, I want to give a special shout-out to the head counselor of Camp Misora because apparently... Last night at the Binghamton Rumble Ponies game, <laughs> Yoshua Siegel threw out the first pitch. I have to watch the video. I have to really watch and analyze the video. I know it came through at some point yesterday. Um, so congratulations to him and uh, for the recognition that Masora got in Binghamton um, from the Rumble Ponies. <laughs> and... and um, and again, as I said, I have to I have to analyze the video and see exactly what uh, what went down there in um, in Binghamton, New York. JM and the AM on a Monday broadcast, and uh, many of you are aware of the fact that there's a major event going on this weekend in Bergen County regarding uh, the Jewish communities of the Ukraine and the support that they need. We'll speak with someone who can uh, really speak to this topic about an hour from now, right here at JM and the AM. And we'll talk more about the event, etc., etc. Last night, by the way, if you're curious about the results from Camp Marasha, the boys did win Shiria, a, a victory that gave them two years in a row, which is a rarity, but they pulled it off. And um, 
and uh, and uh, yeah, it was really it was really a uh, it, it was a solid night all around. Boys, girls, the band, the judges. It was a solid night all around, and certainly a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it yet, you could watch our broadcast. I believe on YouTube. I believe it was recorded, and uh, it'll be available. For posterity, <laughs> forever, please God. JM in the AM, more coming up in a three weeks format Monday. Good to be back. My thanks again to Mayor Furtick. And my thanks to all of you for tuning in. We're still in our three weeks format here at JM in the AM. And uh, our friends from Achenu are next here on a Monday at JM in the AM.
Nein. 
J.M. in the A.M. with Mendy Werdiger wrapping up the hour for us here on a Monday morning broadcast. Still in our three weeks format in America's one and only Jewish Moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Before the uh, Mendy Werdiger selection, uh, you heard the uh, Ad Anna done by Achenu, a recent a cappella release. Here at JMN. Kali Tal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for Monday is next. We say Boker Tov from JMN. Kali Tal, Shalom Rav, Baulpan Rani Yavnai, החוק לצמצום מילת הסבירות, ועדת החוקה החלה בצהריים את דיון ההצבעות על 27 אלף הסתייגויות. עוד לפני תחילת הדיון, ניסה יושב ראש הוועדה רוטמן להגיע לפשרה מול האופוזיציה, בניסיון לצמצם את מספר ההסתייגויות. היועצת המשפטית של הכנסת, סגית אפיק, אמרה בפתח הדיון, מספר כזה של הסתייגויות לא נראה אי פעם בוועדות. זה סי מבחינת מספר ההסתייגויות, אני לא חושבת שאי פעם נראה. המטרה המקורית של הסתייגויות היא להביא לשינוי נוסח הצעת החוק. המטרה הזאת כמובן שהיא הולכת ונשחקת ככל שמספר ההסתייגויות הוא גבוה יותר, והן לא הסתייגויות מהותיות, אלא מטרתן היא פיליבסטר, שכמובן זו מטרה ראויה, חשובה. כתבנו הפוליטי יובל סגב מוסיף כי על פי אחת מההצעות של אפיק 
צפוי הדיון בהסרת ההסתייגויות להימשך כ-18 שעות, תוך צמצום ניכר של מספרן וההצבעות עליהן. בתוך כך ארגוני המחאה נגד השינויים במערכת המשפט הודיעו כי יגיעו מחר אחרי הצהריים להפגין במספר תחנות רכבת ברחבי הארץ. זאת בנוסף לפעולות נוספות. נדב גלאון ממובילי המחאה שוחח עם יעל דן. אין לנו ברירה, אנחנו לא נהנים לעשות את זה. החל משעות הבוקר המוקדמות יהיו צעדות ושיירות והפגנות. בשעות אחר הצהריים אנחנו נקיים מחאה פעם ראשונה ברציפי תחנות הרכבת. אלפי ישראלים הגיעו לרציפים, כמו שהגענו לנתב"ג בשבוע שעבר, כדי להשמיע קול ברור. אנחנו ממליצים לציבור למצוא דרכים תחבורתיות אחרות. נשיאת העליון אסתר חיות תוקפת את שר המשפטים יריב לוין. אני רואה בחומרה רבה את העובדה שטרם כונסה הוועדה לבחירת שופטים. עוד הדגישה הנשיאה את הפגיעה החמורה בציבור בעקבות העומס על מערכת המשפט. כתבתנו לענייני משפט אמר שונה ממזכירה כי חיות תסיים את כהונתה בעוד שלושה חודשים וטרם מונה למחליף. עד לסוף שנת 2023 יהיו חסרים במערכת 54 שופטים. פוטר לפרסום גבר יהודי נעצר בחשד לביצוע הרצח בבקעת הירדן בשבוע שעבר. גופת הנרצח הותרה שרופה לחלוטין. מדווח כתבנו שחר גליק. באמצע השבוע שעבר הותרה גופתו של גבר יהודי ממרכז הארץ כשהיא חרוכה לחלוטין במטת מרים סמוך למסועה שבבקעת הירדן. צו איסור פרסום גורף הוטל על כל פרטי החקירה. בית משפט השלום בירושלים התיר כעת לפרסם כי במהלך השבת נעצר חשוד יהודי במעשה, זאת על מנת להרגיע את הציבור שלא מדובר בפיגוע. יתר הפרטים עדיין חוסים תחת צו איסור פרסום. ומזג האוויר ברוב אזורי הארץ ישררו עומסי חום כבדים עד קיצוניים. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. בחסות כל מוביל, היבואנית הרשמית של יונדאי, מיצובישי, אורה, מרצדס וג'נסיס, המציעה מגוון מסלולי קנייה מותאמים אישית, לפרטים כוכבית 2016. connection back do we we certainly do thank God back to our back to our uh, three-week selections here on a Monday back to work edition of JM in the am
רצחתי, אני לדודי, ודודי חמק, אבל נפשי יצאה בדברו, ביקשתי ולא מצאתי Anila Dodi here on a uh, Monday morning broadcast, three weeks format. My name is Nachum Siegel. A big thank you to uh, Mayor Furtick for sitting in Thursday and Friday of last week. Much appreciated. And I know he kept you uh, 
kept you up to date on everything and um, did what a great host does. So thank you to Mayor Furtick for sitting in Thursday and Friday. Good to be back. My uh, special regards to everybody up at Camp Marashaw. It was really nice being there last night and uh, hosting the live stream from Shiria with Miriam Wallach. We had quite a time, and uh, congratulations to the boys' campus. They won last night's competition. I was a bit shocked, frankly, <laughs> as you may have heard during last night's and <laughs> during last night's uh, live stream. But they did pull it out, which is pretty amazing. A couple of things from the community calendar before we go to Rabbi Goldwasser. Um, Project Witness presents a, a brand new film entitled Whatever It Takes, An Unyielding Determination and Courage. And the film is being shown tonight at 6.45 and 9 p.m. at KBY on Lime Kiln Road in Suffern, New York. In Borough Park tomorrow, three showings tomorrow night at Anche Sfard on 14th Avenue. In Queens at 8 Chaim at 8 p.m. Wednesday night. And there are appearances uh, coming up in Baltimore, I should say screenings coming up in Baltimore, Florida, uh, Lakewood, and uh, Flatbush. Information, go to projectwitness.org again. Projectwitness.org for information. Um, Amit presents its 23rd Yomi Yun, a day of learning seminar for women by women on Wednesday, July 19th. That's this coming Wednesday, starting at 10 a.m., at the Sephardic Temple, 775 Branch Boulevard in Cedarhurst. Seminars entitled, Choose Your Story, Change Your Life. How the power of storytelling in the Torah has the ability to reshape our interpersonal relationships. Keynote speaker is Bracha Rutner, head of school at Central YUHSG. She serves as Yoetzet Halacha at the Kemp Mill Synagogue in Silver Springs. Registration at 9.30 in the morning. Program and lecture at 10. Lunch at 11.45, all this coming Wednesday at the Sephardic Temple in Cedarhurst. Information, speak with Michelle at 212-477-5691, 212-477-5691. Camp Hask reminds you to begin the nine days with meaning and inspiration at Camp Hask. This Wednesday, Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av at 10 a.m., an exclusive tour and uplifting presentation, an inside look at the Camp Hask. At 11.15, a brunch and learn with Rabbi Zendina Shoemaker and Rav Judah. Rabbi Shoemaker has been teaching in the Chalan Yerushalayim for over 30 years and gives women's vadim and lectures internationally on topics of personal development. Uh, there's no cost for the event, but there is a... Um, but there is a registration required to go to, uh, or actually RSVP by using events at camphask.org, events at camphask.org. And again, this is up in Parksville at Camp Hask this coming Wednesday beginning at 10 a.m., but you are all invited, especially, obviously I'm speaking especially to those who are um, in the Catskills region on a typical Wednesday morning this summer. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas HaRav Zeb, and Yosef Alevi, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar, Yosef Alevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says, Haholchim Loredes Mitzrayim. 
They are going to descend to Egypt. Upilo shalu. However, they did not inquire of my strength, Hashem says. Bumaoz paro. But rather they sought strength in paro. Velachsois bitzel mitzrayim. And to take shelter in the shade of Mitzrayim. The Talmud tells us in Sanhedrin that when Shlomo HaMelech married the daughter of Paro, the Malach Gavriel came down and implanted a pool in the sea. It gradually raised up a sandbar around it. It created dry land on which eventually the great city of Rome was built. Our Chachomim tell us that on the day that Shlomo HaMelech showed the fear of man and made an alliance with Paro in order to save his kingdom, that was when the destruction of the kingdom was initiated through Rome. The great Sadiq Reb Chaim Palaji was the Chacham of Izmir. One day he was summoned by the ruler in power and he went together with the leaders of the community. However, when they arrived, no one was allowed in, only Reb Chaim Palaji. Once he was inside, he was assaulted by the ruler's wrath. He had great anger towards the Kehila, who accused him of bearing the guilt of all the wrongs. While he was speaking with him, he hit Reb Palaji on the head and smacked him twice on the cheek. Then he threatened to kill him with his sword. The Rav, understandably, had great tsar and pachad, but when he was finally granted permission to leave, he came out with a smiling face to all those that were waiting for him. He didn't reveal anything that had taken place inside the palace. A short while later, the ruler took very ill, and within a few days, he died a painful death. Only then did the Gon speak about what had happened. We realize, that Klau Yisrael is a nation that dwells alone. Among the nations, it will not be counted. An anti-Semitic official once remarked to the great Rabbi Yonason Ibshitz, your forefathers were satisfied to ride on donkeys. Avram Avinu saddled a donkey for the Akedah. Vayashkem Avram Baboker, Moshe Rabbeinu put his wife and sons on the donkey. We also know that Mashiach will come riding on a donkey. So why is it that you Jews insist on riding horses in our times? Rabbi Yonason sighed and said, what can we do? In our times, the donkeys have risen to greatness and have become government officials. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning physic. Have a nice day. And I think most of us know just how uh, accurate Rabbi Goldwasser's words are in reference to those government officials, unfortunately. JM and the AM, it is a Monday morning broadcast in our three weeks format. Many of you are aware of the fact that Mitzvah for Ukraine has a major event going on this coming Sunday. July the 23rd, beginning at 10.15 in the morning at Congregation Keter Torah, which is at 600 Romer Avenue 
in Teaneck, New Jersey. On Sunday, you'll literally hear a report from the front lines, a report from Ukraine's chief rabbi, Rabbi Moshe Osman. You're invited to join Jews from around the world who are concerned about the 100,000 Jews in Ukraine for a report on the situation on the ground. The chief rabbi will share how his initiative, Mitzvah for Ukraine, has become one of Ukraine's most efficient and impactful humanitarian organizations serving thousands of Jews and non-Jews across the country. There'll be a Q&A with Rabbi Osman uh, that will follow uh, his, the chief rabbi's, uh, presentation. Uh, information to sponsor the event, etc., and to sponsor the chief rabbi's work in Ukraine, you could visit the website, officeofchiefrabbi.org. Again, officeofchiefrabbi.org. And with us live via telephone is Chaim Klimovitsky. He is the executive director <clears throat> excuse me, the executive director of Mitzvah for Ukraine. And I don't normally go through someone's entire bio, but his is too interesting uh, not to use it to introduce him uh, this morning. So I'll mention that uh, Chaim Klimovitsky was born in the U.S. to Jewish refuseniks from the USSR, grew up in this area in New York City, and then volunteered on the other side of the world in the IDF. He received a business management degree from YU Sysim School of Business, and then in 2015, he volunteered with refugees from the Russian invasion into the Donbas and Crimea areas and helped kick off the Anatevka refugee village, which is run by the chief rabbi and has become the central point for all humanitarian aid to the Jewish community of Ukraine. He moved to the Ukraine at the end of 2020, focusing on importing Ukrainian furniture to the U.S., and from the very first day of the war, he was instrumental in planning and building an evacuation system that evacuated over 40,000 people in the first three and a half months of the war. And since then, Chaim has been working with the Office of Chief Rabbi to continue this work, keeping Jewish life cycle events up and running, humanitarian work active, and of course, the advocacy work of the Office of the Chief Rabbi. Chaim Klimovitsky, Executive Director of Mitzvah for Ukraine. Welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Good morning. So based on the stats, and I know that these are estimates, etc., but basically uh, 100,000 Jews remaining in the Ukraine, somewhere between thirty and 40,000 have already left. I, I guess that's a number that have left under your leadership under your initiative um who essentially left and who essentially stayed uh was it a women and children situation which is what it sounded like at the beginning of the war where the majority of those two groups were the ones that were leaving would you classify them in other categories who is no longer in the ukraine from the jewish community and who remains in the ukraine in the jewish community Uh, to give to give a proper answer here, it, it's a little deeper. So, first of all, there was a huge wave of people that left. A huge wave of people also that went to the to the west of the country for safety. No one knew what was going on. All the major cities were being bombed, and it was utter chaos. And people with small children uh, were the first ones to leave. Right, and and the reason why we had to set up the evacuation system was for the people who don't have cars who don't have money, who don't have the resources to leave. That's why we set up a system and we had many, many partners and we worked in multiple cities to get the people out who didn't have resources, who didn't have vehicles uh, to leave. Um, and, and, and really was the ones that, you know, wanted a, a better future for their kids. They didn't know how long this would be. Many of the people that left to Europe were thinking in their minds 
that they were uh, going to sit this out for a couple months and then come back. And now it's already been almost a year and a half. Yeah. And then there was a smaller percentage that went to Israel and are trying to build a, a new life. But many are coming back. And the, the ones that stayed behind is, is, is a little bit of a breakdown between the men that couldn't leave because of the law. And they stayed back with, many stayed back with their families. And, and many elderly people that didn't want to leave, uh, you know, their homeland and leave their houses. And, and I mean, you guys know how difficult it is sometimes to get an elderly person to go to a doctor's visit. So it, to get them to move at uh, elderly time, especially if they, you know, ready people who survived the Holocaust and people who will, you know, have been through a rough life to get them to leave and start something new is very difficult. But I would say that today within the communities, most of the people that are there are, are feel emotionally attached to the people of Ukraine, they feel attached to their country. They feel attached to this fight of of fighting for for their freedom, and and they're really patriotic. Most of the people that stayed behind and want to see success. And if and, we're and, 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 if, and, and if the we're, ones who and if we're going to use the figure one hundred thousand just as a as a benchmark, how many of them are living in conditions that are impossible for us to even relate to? How many of them are are really in war torn areas? So um, th- there still are many, and uh, they, they, they see it as an act of pride and as an act of resilience, right? They're bombing the infrastructure. They're bombing our houses. We're not, not going to give up. We're going to stay here, and we're going to stay here until the end. They, they may not have enough resources even to stay there, but they do not want to give up, right? This is, and, and also, let's not forget that when we're talking, it's, it's, right, 100,000 is, is a rough number, but really it, it's, it's broken up. Look at the American jewelry. American Jewish community is not just a small community, one city, right? We have Jewish businessmen. We have Jewish people who are in, 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 in uh, academia. We have Jewish people who are in politics. And the same thing in Ukraine, right? They're not just Zelensky's Jewish. There's Jewish people in parliament. There's Jewish people in government positions, whether it's governors, deputy governors, mayors, deputy mayors, and in the military and all across the society, right? And they want to be a part of this and they want to keep it sustaining and keep it moving forward. And the goal right now of the of the... Of the of the uh, our goal and the goal of the organizations in Ukraine is really just keeping them alive and keeping them in, so hopefully victoriously surviving the struggle and then and then coming back to the rebuilding of everything and the flourishing Jewish life that was in Ukraine before the war. Chaim Klimovitsky is with us, executive director of Mitzvah for Ukraine. I'll give everyone the details about Sunday's event in just a few minutes. Is it possible to get the aid necessary to the people? That we're speaking about, I just I just read something this morning about um, uh, one of the moves that Putin has made, which is going to make the supply chain for basic essentials even more difficult. Is there an active supply chain right now for essential items? There, there is an active active supply chain. It's it's really just right now the biggest problem is cost. Right, there's a huge lack of jobs in Ukraine. There is a, a financial difficulty because most products, essentials like flour, oil, they all double or triple the price. You know, eggs just just to, just to survive. You know, food for for for. Let's say you you had a pension, and you you know you work for the government, you had a pension. Now you're on pension. That pension is is now worth a fraction of what it was before the war. Right. And it's really just helping these people. You know, get the medicines, get the food, especially for the elderly. Bring it to their homes. Bring the doctor visit to their homes because they don't want to leave. Right, that, though, though it, it is very complicated. It is logistically very difficult to deal with these things, 
but we have solutions and thank God we have a lot of partners and that's what we're trying to keep it going because we feel what really pains us is the fact that there is a strong Jewish community in Ukraine and um, that we want to help build the bridges with the Jewish community of America on this trip and say, guys, thank you so much. You know, the whole, the whole American uh, Jewish community got together to help save as much lives as they could in the beginning, which was phenomenal and it saved thousands of lives right now. Uh, right now there's still thousands of people that just need help to survive the struggle, right? They were self-efficient. The Jewish community was more or less self-efficient by, you know, Jewish philanthropists living in Ukraine helped them grow and thrive right now. That's not the case. And we need the help of the community abroad to help us just survive this. You know, once we rebuild, once everything comes back, we're good. We're going to continue doing, and, 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 you know, even before this war, our community helped. He sends lots of funds to Israel and a lot of other initiatives. But right now, this is the reality. Most businessmen are just struggling to stay afloat and, and local philanthropists just can't keep up with the burden. And the initial Jewish wave of help was tremendous and, and it's drying up. And we really feel it's drying up because there there's no real relation between what's go, what's going between American Jewish life and Ukrainian Jewish life. So people can have those bridges. People can share, hear those stories, understand what's going on, what their struggle is, what their fight is. Why do they believe? Why do they, you know, a lot of people still think, oh, why don't we, why, why don't they just make Aliyah? Why don't they just leave? Why, why are they there? And, and on a deeper feeling, you know, Jews in Ukraine today, especially the ones that are active and are trying to, you know, help Ukraine in these difficult times, even though they don't have enough, they're still trying to help everyone around them. They see that Ukraine is going through yeah. a, a deep struggle of yeah. trying to fight for its nationality, for its freedom, for democracy. A uh, lot of the same things that America was built yeah, on. Oh, I, get, I, I get that. And don't worry, soon every American Jew is going to be asked the same question so they'll know exactly how it feels. Um, uh, Chaim Klamovitsky is with us live via telephone. And, and, and those who are skeptical that things can turn around and eventually will, meaning that if we do support the Jews of the Ukraine now, uh, that we, you know, that hopefully soon there'll be a uh, a stable, peaceful community there. I mean, you've it, it, you're one who could speak to this because you've seen it before. You've been involved in other conflicts with Russian invasions, and you've seen communities be decimated and then thank God rebound. Correct. A hundred percent. And, 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 and Kiev is, is, is a beautiful way to show this Two two of the communities uh, that were in Lugansk and Donetsk, they came to Kiev. One, one of the rabbis actually worked out of our synagogue for uh, two and a half years and then opened up his own thing in Kiev. And, and Kiev is a city of refugees right now. It's full. Like most of the Jews population in Kiev is very different than it was before the war. A lot of them are refugees from the Eastern uh, front line of the battle. And, and that's the beauty that even after the destruction, you know, the, the communities rebuilt and they grew and, 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 and the businessmen who lost their businesses, if they were in the East, rebuilt them in, 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 in the Western side of Ukraine. And, and these are very resilient people. I mean, we could just see it from the Aliyah, the current Aliyah to Israel really overwhelmed the Israeli system and, and no new real organizations or packages were set up. But because, you know, these are resilient people, even though they're Jews, but they come from Ukraine, they're resilient. They, they find themselves in Israel, even though it's tremendously hard. They get on their feet. They find jobs. They find businesses. The same as in Europe. You know, my parents were refugees who came with, without nothing. And they, they found them, you know, they started working hard and built a better future for their children. And, 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 and that's, 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 that's this community. Right. They just need help to survive this difficult time and then they'll get back up on their feet and build a better, 
a better world around them once you, this you, whole mess is over. Do you know how – and by the way, I'm not discouraging people from giving. You know that, that all I'm going to do is encourage people to give. But do you know how many billions of dollars – you mentioned Zelensky earlier, and I would hope that he would have a little bit of a place in his heart for the Jewish community. Not that he should ignore other communities in the Ukraine, but I would hope he would have you know, a place in his heart for the, uh, the Jews of the Ukraine. Do you know how many billions of dollars – have been funneled to him and his leadership since this war started? It's quite, um, it's yes, quite a number. Yes. It's quite a number. I wish, I wish one of those billions and, and I, could just be given to the office of the chief rabbi to help with humanitarian efforts and rebuild Jewish communities there. I, I agree with you 100%. And, and, and part of the message that we try to do is when we're talking, for instance, to big banks who give – huge amounts of donations to Ukraine. We try to convince them to say that's a good idea, but we think you should help with what you have. You guys are investment bankers. You know how to invest and build businesses. How about take that money you want to donate, put it into a fund, and help the Ukrainian businessmen grow. Yeah. Let's not just have this between President Zelensky and President Biden. Let's connect the American people who were founded on, on beliefs of freedom and democracy and came away from tyranny and wanted to believe in the freedom of, of individuals and the freedom of groups, like the real founding thoughts of what America stands on. Let's build these bridges, right? We're inviting American Jewish leaders to come visit, right? Because Israel has its own issues and is being blackmailed by Russia. That's one thing. But the American Jewish leaders who, who can feel the, the fight that the Ukrainian people are going through, they we need to build these bridges. These bridges shouldn't just be filled by government money. We need to build business bridges. We need to build intellectual business bridges. We need to build bridges between the Jewish world. You know, as, as a minister in, in, in the UK said that their tactic is as, as Ukraine is leaving the Soviet bloc and joining the West, whether that means they'll enter NATO or the EU or not is irrelevant. As they're joining the West and in, in, in the way they're thinking and the way they're raising their children, we should build bridges, not just on President Zelensky, President Biden level, but all the way down yeah, between Jewish organizations and Jewish organizations between 100%. business and business you know between think tanks and think tanks you know that's really what we're trying to build because well, no one yeah, you're person not, yeah. no one organization or no amount of money is going to solve this problem no, it's about you, building together you, you couldn't that's you, really what's going to change could, it. you could not have said it better and that that's one of the reasons i hope that when people come sunday i mean it's bergen county i'm hoping that you'll see a million jews there at this event um when people come sunday i hope they'll they'll, they'll listen to the chief rabbi and they'll understand that they, because there's so many business people, I'm sure, in the audience coming Sunday, and there's so many leaders in different um, you know, walks of life, I, I hope they'll get this message, that this is a, a tremendous opportunity to build a bridge, as you just described, and really help um, people in the Ukraine who are going through all this. Now, the chief rabbi, and we're going to speak to the chief rabbi at some point this week before the event. Uh, I'm not asking you to give away his entire presentation, but what can people expect on Sunday in terms of what he has to say regarding being on the front lines in Ukraine? I think I think you're 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 going to meet a hero, uh, a real Jewish uh, leader who's a hero who 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 doesn't give anyone an order which he isn't willing to go who's willing to sacrifice his life for what's right and for the Jewish people, who's willing to speak the truth, whether people like it or not. And uh, I think that that's, that, that, that's the message he's going to bring. And that's why, you know, most leadership in Ukraine, they come to him, they visit him, even though many aren't even Jewish, they come to him for spiritual guidance. And, and throughout this war, through the first video he did with the Sefer Torah, he basically switched from being a spiritual leader just for the Jewish community, but being a spiritual leader for many Ukrainians as well. And, and that message and, and, and is what people can expect to hear. 
the vision, what we're trying to achieve, what we're building, the struggle we're trying to, you know, to try to save as much people on a daily basis as possible. What are the real issues? What are, what, what, what's really going down on the ground? And hopefully this will just be a start, an expanding start of building a bridge between the Ukrainian Jewish community and the American Jewish community. And then even bigger between the Ukrainian people and the American people. Uh, the uh, the presentation, the report from Ukraine's chief rabbi from the front lines, Rabbi Moshe Asman, happens this coming Sunday, starting at ten fifteen in the morning, at Congregation Keter Torah, which is six hundred Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Um, for information, you can go to the website officeofthechiefrabbi.org, officeofthechiefrabbi.org. We are obviously, I mean, this is not a surprise. We've been doing it since the beginning of the war. We're encouraging people in our community to donate and support people like Rabbi Osman uh, in his efforts to help others uh, in the Jewish community of the Ukraine uh, during this difficult time. Let's not, let's not Let's not get fatigued like so many American citizens have um, as we hear, you know, week after week, month after month about what's going on in Ukraine and people just tune it out. Uh, we got to tune it back in and make sure we're there to help. And um, Chaim Klimovitsky, I think this is one of those situations um, where we can uh, go to, you know, a, a phrase that I often uh, uh, recite on these airwaves, which is the more money the chief rabbi has. Uh, the more people he can help. That's the bottom line, right? If someone gives uh, small or significant amounts to this campaign, uh, the more money the organization has mitzvah for Ukraine, the bottom line is the more people and families they'll be able to help. 100%. 100%, and we appreciate everyone's help, and we appreciate everyone uh, for caring and being a part of this and helping, really helping save the lives of our brothers and sisters who live on the other side of the world. Difficult situation, I'll tell you, and and we've read plenty in history books, even twentieth century history. Not, not, I'm not talking about centuries ago, uh, about people living under uh, uh, you know war conditions and living through war conditions. But this one has really hit home. It is unbelievable to see how many uh, families and communities have been decimated uh, by what Russia has done in the Ukraine, and um, we really have to be there to respond um, and help out. Uh, as much as possible. I'm assuming, uh, Chaim, that at that website, officeofchiefrabbi.org, people could actually support the cause through that website. Am I right? Yeah, 100%. There's a donate button, and and, and every donation is really, really appreciated. All right, two calls to action. I'm sorry. Two calls to action, everybody. It's very simple. Sunday, 10 It's the nine days. Nothing to do anyway. May as well go to an event that helps other Jews. Uh, Sunday, 10.15 in the morning, Congregation Keter Torah, Romer Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey, your chance to speak, or actually say to hear Rabbi Moshe Asman. He'll be there live in person. It's not one of those Zoom things. Uh, he'll be there live and in person. You'll be able to meet a real hero who is um, doing everything possible to help um, help families in the Ukraine at this time. So that's number one, to try to be at the event. And obviously number two is utilize the website and give what you can uh, during these very difficult times for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. The web address is officeofchiefrabbi.org. Again, officeofchiefrabbi.org. Chaim Klimovitsky, anything else you'd like to add, sir? I'm looking forward to seeing everyone on Sunday, and thank 
Thank you so much for the opportunity, and thank you so much for giving a voice to this difficult issue. A pleasure. Kolakavod, thanks for everything you're doing for our brothers and sisters. Much appreciated, to say the least. Chaim Klimovitsky is executive director of a Mitzvah for Ukraine. And again, Sunday, 10.15 at uh, Congregation Keter Torah in Teaneck, New Jersey, for Rabbi Osman. And we'll speak to Rabbi Osman at some point between now and Sunday morning's presentation. And again, go to the website and give what you can, officeofchiefrabbi.org, officeofchiefrabbi.org. More coming up. It's Monday. It's JM in the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. Benny Friedman. Monday morning broadcast, three weeks format. We'll drift into our nine days format this Wednesday on Rosh Chodesh, or I barrel wine. And his amazing lectures, Rosh Chodesh Av, Menachem Av. Rosh Chodesh Menachem Av is Wednesday. Tomorrow night, a one-day Rosh Chodesh. Um... Coming up on eight o'clock. Don't forget that uh, you know, except in the in the case of a seum, which is obviously you know a golden opportunity to have some delicious A and H products. Uh, if you're not going the seum route, then you got to have your A and H today or tomorrow. The delicious knockwurst and hot dogs and and all the um, fantastic sausage items, everything you want to grill up. The A and H salami smothered in duck sauce, tossed on the grill. <laughs> I know I'm spending my Monday. Um, go to kosherdogs.net. A&H uh, gives you a 10% discount with promo code radio on any of their products online. So check it out. And, of course, try A&H today. You'll be glad you did, to say the least. Uh, great being at Kamar Shah last night for Shiria and broadcasting uh, the um, proceedings during the 60th anniversary Marasha Shiria, and uh, congratulations to, to Dave Friedman and the entire boys' campus on their victory. Uh, tried by Jonathan Schachter as well, of course. Um, and it was really nice being up there in Lakewood, Pennsylvania for the big event, Kaleka Vote. Uh, also, and a big thank you to Jeremy Joseph and his entire administration and staff who treated us with great hospitality. Also, a um, shout-out to uh, Mayor Fertig. He sat in Thursday and Friday here at JM&AM, did a stellar job, as I'm sure you expected in advance of his uh, presentations, and I thank him very, very much. Hour number three on the way at America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, on the beloved NSN app. Everything I need, it comes from you My friends, my family, all of it from you No matter what they say, I know it's true Everything I have is all from you Cause you're always there for me And you know that I can be And you help me to succeed and to achieve Mm-hmm. Everything I need, it comes from you. 
Yeah. 
קשיים לבטי מסחרר לי לאן לפנות, כיצד לפעול אם הכל רק מעט יתבהר לי בלי ספקות אוכל לגדול אלך או השם אקרוב תהיה לשם אסחנות אלך או השם אקרוב תהיה לשם אסחנות ידך מכוונת תמיד מגוננת תומכת בכל So many challenges, so many decisions Where to go and what to do All I need is some clarity of vision That I will know and I'll stay true I know you guide me, you always stand by me Helping me all of the way When I know you are with me, your light is within me I see the dawn of a new day Shema Hashem v'choneini Hashem
That's Aloysa Goy done by 6.13, Monday morning broadcast with Ari Goldwag before that and New Day. Avrami Flam at Imesh Kachech, Bosech was done by Tzvi Silberstein. Open up the hour with Benny Friedman here at JMNAM. Three weeks format continues for another couple of days, and JMNAM turns into a spoken word format with our Ibero wine on Wednesday. And, of course, some interviews and conversations with guests, etc., etc. Sunday at Congregation Keter Torah on Romer Avenue in Teaneck. That's when Rabbi Moshe Osman, the uh, chief rabbi of the Ukraine, is going to be um, making his presentation about what's going on in the Ukraine. Go to the uh, website for information, officeofchiefrabbi.org, officeofchiefrabbi.org. Amit presents its 23rd Yomi Yun Day of Learning Seminar for Women by women this coming Wednesday at 10 a.m. at the Sephardic Temple, 775 Branch Boulevard in Cedarhurst, New York. The seminar is uh, entitled Choose Your Story, Change Your Life, How the Power of Storytelling in the Torah Has the Ability to Reshape Our Interpersonal Relationships. The keynote speaker is Bracha Rutner, head of school at Central YUHSG. She serves as the Oetzet Halacha in the Kemp Mill Synagogue in Silver Springs. Uh, registration begins at 9.30, the program and lecture at 10, lunch at 11.45, information to register, etc. Speak with Michelle at the Amit office, 212-477-5691, 212 
5691. This coming Wednesday up at Camp Hask in Parksville, Camp Hask reminds you to begin the nine days with meaning and inspiration. 10 a.m., an exclusive tour and uplifting presentation, an inside look at Camp Hask. And at 11.15, a brunch and learn with Robertson Dina Schoonmaker, uh, Andrew of Judah. And that's happening this coming Wednesday, starting at 10 a.m. up at Hask in Parksville. Information, events at camphask.org, events at camphask.org. Dot org. Our schedule here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network for a Monday is as follows. Uh, where are we here? Coming up at 9 o'clock, right, Benji Kramer with Mayor Me Lim in memory of Mayor Weingarten. Uh, he'll continue the, um, oh, actually, he'll uh, analyze and focus on the word kina, kina, and ask, is kina the same as kinaot uh, or the same as kinot? Uh, that's going to be happening um, this coming. Well, that's going to be happening less than an hour from now. Top of the hour with May Irmi Liminary Benji Kramer again. Kina keynote. Um, he discusses that at 9 a.m. Eastern time this morning here after Jam in the AM. After further review at 10 o'clock with Yoni Pollock and Seth Gordon, and of course our music today all day long on our network will be three week style, as you would expect during a three weeks format a cappella session or season here at the Nahum Siegel Network. More coming up. This is from Herschel Rosenberg. Ich 
J.M. in the A.M. It's uh, Benny Friedman with like Holzman, Herschel Rosenberg before that with Tishadesh here at J.M. And if you don't receive our daily thread and or our weekly newsletter, write to Avrami. He will uh, make sure that you receive uh, both. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Again, it's AF at NahumSiegel.com. And Avrami will take very good care of you once he discovers that you're not receiving either the daily thread or the weekly newsletter. Simple as that. Tisha Buff coming up a week from Thursday. A reminder that we switch into our spoken word jam them format this coming Wednesday and Rosh Chodesh Av for the nine days. That'll start Wednesday morning on Rosh Chodesh right here at JM in the AM. And um, I want to thank Mayor Furtick for sitting in last week on Thursday and Friday. Made life much easier for me and... Uh, I know based on the reaction, he did an amazing job, as he always does. So a big thank you to Mayor Fertig uh, for sitting in Thursday and Friday of last week. Here's Ari Goldwag. Oh, I shall 
משכימים, והם משכימים. אנו משכימים לדברי תוירו, שהם לא רוצים, והם לא רוצים. אנו רוצים לחייל המבוא, תוירו, תוירו, אי לגיד תוירו, תוירו, אי לגיד תוירו, 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 אז איש לגיד תוירו, תוירו. The joy of our holy title It's Gishmak to be a year It's Gishmak to be a year It's Gishmak to be a year יצא לנו אם נפחד, נרים את הראש למעלה. נכון, היום זה קצת קשה לראות הטוב, להיות שמח, אבל מתוך החושך באור, ותמיד נזכור, נזכור ש... גם אם עברנו אלף גלויות וצרות משונות, ובנינו היו נפולות, ואיך שהלב החסיר פעימות. לא התייאשנו מלבקש על בניך, אהוביך. אז למה לנו לפחד? יש לנו אבא אוהב, תמיד שומר עלינו, תמיד דואג לעוזב אותנו. אז בוא נרים את הראש למעלה, נבקש ביום ובלילה, שייתן לנו כוחות. אז בואו כולם נתפלל, נמשיך לבקש את המשיח גם אם באופק לא נראה, תמיד נאמין שפתאום הוא יגיע. כי מתוך החושך באור, ותמיד נזכור, נזכור ש... גם אם עברנו אלף גלויות, וצרות משונות, ופנינו היו נפולות, ואיך שהלב החסיר פעימות, לא התייאשנו מלבקש על פניך. עוזב אותנו, אז בוא נרים את הראש למעלה, נבקש ביום ובלילה, שייתן לנו כוחות, נשבר רק בשורות טובות. בזמנים קשים, אתה תמיד נותן כוחות, ולא נותן לנו לשקוע. נרים עיניים למונים, תפילותינו תקבל, תוריד אלינו רחמים.
song is called Abba Ohev. It's Nimuel and Yair Shoval here at JM and the AM, a cappella version, of course, of that selection here on a Monday morning broadcast. Uh, Mayir Me Lim with our Benji Kramer is coming up. He'll discuss uh, Kinah, Kuf Nun Aleph, uh, coming up here at JM and the AM. Or I should say right after JM and the AM. Um... Let's see if I'm right that it's Kuf Nun Aleph. Yeah, Kuf Nun Aleph. Is it the same as Kinot, Kuf Nun Aleph Vav Tuf? Stay tuned because our Benji Kramer is going to be addressing all of this with Meirmi Lim right here at the Nahum Sequel Network right after JM in the AM. Simple as that. Um. So, did we miss any of Listener Cena's messages? We were away for a couple of days. Maybe we missed uh, some of Listener Cena's messages. First of all, we'll start with today's, and we'll work our way backwards. Um, mazel tov to my grandchildren, Hannah Miriam and Yehuda Rosen of Lakewood and the bris of baby Ezra. Mazel tov to Ezra's big brother and sister, Ellie and Nachami. Mazel tov to the grandparents, Rayakov and Shoshana Gifter of Staten Island and Chaim and Hani Rosen of Lakewood. Special thank you to Rosa Mishbacha for hosting such a beautiful Shabbos. Extra special mazel of the great-grandparents, Rabbi and Mrs. David Presser and Rabbi and Mrs. Benjamin Gifter of Flatbush, Bubby Shoshana Gifter of Lakewood, and Grandma, Rob, er, Grandma Roberta Eisenman of Muncie. Ezra is second to be named in memory of his, uh, uh, his Alta Zeda, Ezra Chaim Eisenman. May Iris Neshama have an aliyah. May our newest Ezra bring us all an abundance of nachas and joy. Thank you so much as always. Best regards. And there you have it. That's listener Cena from, uh, so I guess that was the one she sent early, early this morning. Then the question is, do we miss any others that she may have sent in? Although, honestly, it could be the same Mazel Tov. Um, it could be the same Mazel Tov. Oh, here it looks like, yeah. So this goes back to uh, last week. Big happy birthday shout-out to Rashalea Gifter of Staten Island, celebrating birthday number 17. Um, Schley, I hope you're not working too hard uh, to find a little time to celebrate. And Mazel Tov to her big sister, Hannah Miriam Gifter Rosen of Lakewood, celebrating her birthday on Shabbos. Hannah Miriam, I think it's safe to say you got the best birthday present ever. Can't wait to meet the little guy already. So excited I'll actually get to celebrate both birthdays with you in person. Looking forward to an amazing Shabbos with much, much love from Bubs. We know her, of course, as listeners seen us. I think we're caught up now on listeners seen us announcements. If we're not, someone alert me immediately. JM and the AM Monday morning. We're in our three weeks format Monday as we continue here on a, a Monday broadcast with a big thank you to Mayor Furtick for sitting in Thursday and Friday of last week. Special regards to everybody up at Camp Marasha, where we had the uh, privilege of broadcasting from Shiria last night for Marasha 60. And um, a special shout-out to Ruthie and Joey Bodner. Why? Because I just want to. That's why. And honorable mention to David as well. Uh, more coming up. It's JM at the AM.
And everything you work for comes undone You've hit rock bottom When all the answers asked for seem ignored Cause you never got them There's not a door you haven't tried But every key is locked inside Your faith is shaken to the ground When all the hope you cling to slips away You're treading water When desert winds are blowing sand astray Sun's getting hotter The highest mountains block your view The woods are deep you can't see through You're losing hope you'll ever find your way
told him, Lech Lecha, now go from the place that you call home. I will give this land to you and to your children. He led them all to freedom to begin our nation's legacy. Our holy land he yearned to see. Ascend the mountain and behold, Eretz Asher
brothers and sisters in Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the and the Alchemical Network, and of course, the beloved NSNF. Ari Goldwag wrapping things up on a Monday. My thanks to all of you for tuning in. Benji Kramer, Rabbi Benji Kramer is next. May hear me limb. Then, of course, at 10 o'clock, Yoni and Seth. With after further review, they'll discuss the world of sports. Tomorrow morning, we're back. We'll start at 6 a.m. Make sure to join us. If you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, write to Avrami, and he'll rectify that. AF at NahumSiegel.com. AF at NahumSiegel.com. Have a fabulous Monday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.